Valley of Famine contains mature content and adult language. Check the show notes for specific content warnings. Hello, listeners. Did you know that the Rogue Valley Role Players podcast is an affiliate of BattleBards? BattleBards is an online repository of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Check out their website at BattleBards.com, and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you sign up for a Prime membership. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Role Players. My name is Ben and I am here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we are playing Valley of Famine for the first time in a year and a half. <laughs> or something there thereabouts. Uh, once again, my name is Ben. I am the marshal. I am the one running the shindig, herding the cats, doing the things. My name is Rosemary, and I am playing Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. She's a Hexlinger and a deputy. My name is Austin. I'm playing Agent Wynon Beardslay, who's examining every angle. <laughs> I'm Ed. I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, a weird scientist and the future First Lady of Jacksonville, Oregon. What about all your other titles? We're not going over. Oh. <laughs> Give us time to work it up. Oh, okay, all right. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nick, and I'm playing Haru Matsuhara, the samurai. All right. So, it's been a while since last we left off, for us at any rate. I'm sure the way this is going to actually come out will be sometime late in 2022, so race yourselves. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, when last we left off, it was just three days before Daisy Gilmore's wedding, which is... It is actually going to be on June 20th, 1885? Yeah, that's right, yeah. 1885, but the history is not our own. And, uh, you know, it's been a while, uh, it's getting into summer, or maybe it's, uh, yeah, it's getting into summer. I'm not sure when summer officially starts in 1885, but that's not important. probably be, I'm just going to assume the June 21st. Sure. <laughs> which is the whole point of the wedding being then, so that we can have our honeymoon on Mount Shasta. With the Lumerians? Hopefully they'll show up. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh... You can't quite put your finger on it. You're not quite sure why, but it feels like the world has changed in a slight but fundamental sort of way. Almost as if it were some sort of new edition <laughs> of, of a theoretical set of rules by which you are all governed. But that, of course, is far too meta for your characters to be completely cognizant of. <laughs> in other words we've updated to the new edition deadlands the weird west fully updated to savage worlds adventure edition yay all right so um we open up on uh on the rogue valley uh we've got like a bird's eye view cam sort of thing kind of zooming over we see medford uh which is 
more and more growing, becoming uh, the eventual um, competitor to Jacksonville for the the state. There, not the state capital, the, the state capital, the county capital. Um, I sort of feel like that's partly because everyone else died outside of Medford. <laughs> am I am I kind of on point there? I wouldn't necessarily say on point, but close. Yeah. Like a lot of people died. There's a lot of people who, who who died, but also like Medford is where the train station is, so that's the now the, the, the new main focal point of commerce. People are moving their businesses over to Medford because it's easier to get stuff moved from the train station to their business there instead of having to pay someone to cart all that shit up to Jacksonville. Not to say that Jacksonville is out of the game in 1885. It's still very much the uh, the seat of the county. Uh, there is a thriving um, Chinese town uh, where a lot of uh, Iron Dragon workers live. Um, the, these Iron Dragon workers don't necessarily work like on the railroad, but Iron Dragon has their fingers in quite a few mines um, throughout the area. There's some ghost rock. There's a lot of gold. There's some silver. Um, so the, these are like the iron dragon workers that go work the mines. There's also some independents, um, who, who, you know, are like, I'm done working for the iron dragon. I don't want nothing to do with that. They're trying to work on their own. Um, and there's still plenty of, uh, of commerce and business going on in Jacksonville. We're getting an airfield. Maybe. Plans. <laughs> We're not there There's yet. There's already though. a creek named Daisy Creek that exists there now. That was obviously named after my character. That's true. That's true. It's very true. But was that named after your character because she built or wanted to build an airfield there, or maybe because she died there? We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> or maybe because that's the spot of the most airship crashes in in the U.S. history. <laughs> Um, but we, we actually, our, our little bird's eye view cam drone zooms down, you know, it passes over Medford up along the way, uh, to Jacksonville, uh, pans over Jacksonville and then zooms into the Jacksonville courthouse where we find, uh, a fairly packed courthouse. Uh, and this is the tail end of Naomi Bowman's trial. Um, there's a lot of people there that are packed in. There's a jury that's vaguely paying attention uh what did we name the judge for jacksonville it was it was judge judy gordon judy gordon brown right i don't have brown we, we just down. like no we don't I I, i'm judy pretty gordon. sure brown was in there we, we basically like took all of the tv judges and and conglommed them into one judge it's like one of those conjoined last names where it's gordon dash brown right yeah there you go i have a note here that she's an ex-slave in my notes i don't know if that's yes that that is true sure. uh she was liberated during or after the civil war came to its bloody end and said fuck this place i'm going to oregon <laughs> starting a new life and she very much has and yeah she is the judge who is presiding over this uh trial and um I didn't come up with names for the lawyers. That was short-sighted of me. But, uh, Rachel, you are on the stand being interrogated by the defense attorney. Who is this on trial? 
I don't remember. It's been a year. Naomi Bowman? Yeah. Arizona Red. That's, what? Her, that's not, Arizona isn't her real name? She lied about that? <laughs> wow. You're on her oath. <laughs> wow. You think you know a person. So... Do you mean to tell me, Miss Kennedy, that not only did you not know the proper person, proper name of the person you arrested, uh, but did you even have a warrant? I did not have a warrant on me at the time. So, you mean to say you went out into the quote-unquote wilds of the Rogue Valley to a uh, an abandoned dare I say, ghost town, wherein a group of people you had not really identified were living, took dynamite, ambushed them on the trail, killed nearly all of them, and, and, and laid hands upon and abduct, abducted this woman, and he gestures to Naomi Bowman, who is looking just thoroughly bored and unrepentant abducted this woman and you did not even have a warrant i'm sorry was there a question there and the prosecution's like oh yeah hey i I should object to that objection your honor give me a break it's been a long time since i was a court reporter (laughs) a long time and just imagine arizona red like picking like like a knife somehow yeah she probably doesn't have a knife but she's definitely just like kind of you know you know looking looking her fingernails she's just not Looking like, you know, her life potentially is on the line here. I feel like Rachel's very at ease in this courtroom. She knows she got this woman by the balls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you think you do, but this prosecution attorney is eviscerating you on the stand. Is he, you though? Mean, you mean defense? Yes, the defense attorney. The prosecution also probably, but that's just because he's kind of confused. The lack of knowing anatomy is what's going to do us in. You're probably, you know, going back and forth with the defense attorney, uh, and and he's just, you know, look, Miss Kennedy, all I'm trying to do, and he keeps saying Miss Kennedy, he's not calling you deputy. That's Deputy Kennedy. Pardon me? It's Deputy Kennedy. Right, 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 Deputy Kennedy. Uh, Miss Kennedy... I'm just trying to get to the truth of this. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> that was Rachel's fist slamming against the wooden rail in the in the court where they sit when they're on the stand next to the judge. And and Judge Gordon Brown's like, the witness will calm down, please. And uh, not prosecution, defense attorney, uh, <laughs> please ask a question. Um, and it goes on like this and it's it's really it's looking bad it's looking real bad like like bad for arizona like she's about to get hanged no like she's about to walk what no rachel would not be that bad on the stand that's just unfortunately how the evidence is playing out and stuff and the defense attorney is is doing a real good job until naomi bowman gets called to the stand okay and the the prosecution starts asking asking her questions like you know did you kill all those people and Naomi Bowman's just like yep yes I did I murdered I uh, robbed I did all those things that I am accused of and the defense is just like what the fuck 
I was no, about to get you off. No shit, she did. <laughs> Rachel, like, leans back with a satisfied smirk on her face, like, yeah, yeah justice. So Arizona Red just completely takes the wind out of the defense attorney's sails and, and, and just it freely admits to all the wrong she's done. And not, like, in a repentant sort of way. Like, she's kind of kind of proud, like, oh, yeah, I did that, and I did that, too. All those things. No, I didn't do that, though. <laughs> what didn't she do now? Uh, I don't know. I want to know. Gave to charity. <laughs> so, yeah, at, at the very end, just when you thought that she was going to walk, Arizona Red just tanks her whole defense and is proven guilty, or, or declared guilty, and sentenced to hang... Uh, until dead. Nice. Justice! Carried out! Deputy Kennedy, you will please be calm or you will be removed from the courtroom. Don't tell me to be calm, I'll tell you! And, and Ross is like, oh boy, come on deputy, let's go, let's go. No, wait, we gotta escort the prisoner, shit. Just calm down. Okay, I'm just really happy that justice was served. I'm really happy I got to yell some things in court too. So as uh, as the as you and Ross escort Naomi Bowman back to the jail cell to await execution, the uh, the camera zooms out of the courthouse uh, and actually zooms uh, back down to Medford and comes uh, along a, a shot as a, a train comes rolling in and it's kind of you know the camera is zooming right past the train as it's moving forward into the the station and uh we find haru on patrol at the uh the medford station what's what's haru up to well i think i'd be keeping an eye out for any ruffians looking to cause a scene or anybody who's Maybe stealing from some of the workers, or even workers are stealing from each other, because sometimes that happened. And just mainly just walking back and forth, keeping my eye on people. Okay. Yeah, you see someone you think could be a ruffian getting off the train. This big burly guy, uh, kind of a kind of a meanish, neutral expression on his face, and you're about to just like you're gonna move in and check up on him when he turns and he helps this old woman get off the train and and is assisting her and you, you kind of have a moment to reflect on not not judging people by their appearances right away <laughs> you see um another uh woman getting off the station kind of uh she's got um brown hair with some like gray in it uh kind of kind of a picture of Sigourney Weaver I think would be a good place there um, and, and she gets off the train and, and heads uh, into town um, and then you also as you're, you're, you're doing your patrol you see uh, another woman um, a, a young younger woman, uh, blonde hair looks like she's struggling she's got her back to you and she's dressed all in black um, and she looks like she's struggling to, to get a, a case off of the train, like a big steamer trunk kind of thing. I'll do the gentlemanly thing and see if I can help her out and get it off the truck. Okay. Uh, how, do, how does that play out? How, how are you approaching her? Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, do you need some assistance with your luggage? She 
uh, starts to say, uh, yes, I would appreciate that. And she turns around and kind of freezes as you find yourself uh, face-to-face with Alician Cordova. respond to this oh it is you what brings you to the rogue valley uh, I think that that's my business and uh, I think I can handle my luggage uh, just perfectly fine thank you Mr. Matsuhara it would be no trouble at all should I have a worker come help you? Yes, yes, I think that would be that would be best. And she's not quite like looking you in the eye. Okay, I grab one of the uh, one of those station stewards that usually runs back and forth and helps out of the run the stations. And I, okay, I just kind of snap my fingers and probably in your peripheral as you're walking away, you can you see as you you get away, put some distance there. She like kind of relaxes but still looks very tense now mm-hmm. uh, and yeah you get one of the, the station porters to come over and, and heft up her luggage and uh, uh, do you go back over there or are you just kind of observing from like a distance I'm or observing from a distance like okay. I find like a lamp post or something to, to lean against while I'm smoking my cigarette sure sure um, yeah you, you're observing and uh the she she leads the the station porter with the luggage uh, to outside the station on the other side, and you see Paul Flint come rolling up in a wagon with a bunch of his uh, men, his armed security or whatever, and uh, th- the the men uh, jump out of the wagon and immediately head over towards like the cargo section of the train, come back rolling a bunch of barrels. And, uh, Paul, you, you're too far away to hear what's going on or anything. Um, uh, but Paul greets Alician, uh, takes her luggage and stows it, uh, onto his wagon and then helps her up onto the wagon. Well, because of my feelings about Paul, everything is suspect. (laughs) I make, I make a mental note of it and I'm going to discuss it with, uh, at least... Rachel when I see her and especially the other two when I see them. Okay. Just kind of a hey, guess who I ran into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they load up uh, Paul's wagon with a bunch of uh, barrels of stuff and then uh, they um, head off. The The guys are probably more hanging on like the, the backboard of the, uh, the wagon or stuff because now there's not really a whole lot of room for them to just sit in the wagon. One of them's probably sitting on top of the barrels. He's got um, probably a shotgun that he's he's holding, not not aggressively, just casually at the ready. Um, and they head off, presumably back to Jacksonville. And uh, our our camera, our, our little drone, pulls away from you. And uh, I did want to ask. Oh did, sure. Did I notice any? symbols or anything like that on the barrels from my distance or would that be too much? Give me a notice roll at negative two. Three. 
three. Nope. You you did not notice anything. I mean, they're they're, just, they're rolling them. They're just constantly in motion until they got them loaded up into the wagon, and then they're just either not at the right angle to see any emblems or symbols or anything like that, or um, too far away to make out, or they just didn't have anything on them. You're not quite sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, our our camera pulls away from you and zips on back to Jacksonville. Kind of uh, uh, buzzes overhead as we see Paul's wagon making its way up the road. And where's Daisy right now? Uh, she's probably at home, going, getting all ah, at, at out home crazy. Medford or home Jacksonville. Do we probably. Does- Jacksonville at okay. this point. Like she probably like her Medford residence is now more just like a workshop. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cuz she mostly lives on the what's it the Thalosephyr. Right. That's probably uh parked in the backyard. Yeah, for now until we get our airfield going on. Yeah. Kind of obnoxious. It was probably filling up like a side street or something like that. There's been a couple of complaints of like, "All right, I, I don't want to be a dick, but I can't access my backyard cuz cuz of your contraption." Um, but yeah, what is, uh, so we were at the mayor's house, yours and Jonathan's house in Jacksonville. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, yeah, I'm getting just kind of go. Yeah. Getting tense, nervous, getting ready, uh, freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe drinking lots of coffee. Are you chewing as much tobacco or more tobacco? Uh, probably chewing more. <laughs> I, I got to chew it all now because I can't. I got. I can't chew it on my wedding day. There's like three full spittoons, <laughs> and the fourth one that's halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely getting prepared. Uh, Who might be there? Who else might be there? I, I don't know. But one of the things I want to do, and I haven't thought, is uh, I want to ask Ross to be the one to give me away. Oh, okay. All right. So maybe actually you're 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 leaving your house. You're walking over to the uh, the sheriff's office to go ask this. So you see uh, Ross and and Rachel escorting uh, Naomi Bowman into the sheriff's office as you come walking up. All right. Hey, hey, Ross, Ross. <laughs> I, I, I need to ask you a question. Uh, you 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 got this, deputy? I got it, Ross. All right. Come on, get moving. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I ain't rushing. I said get moving. <laughs> I'm gonna go at my pace. I, I, I'm not gonna hurry to my death, but you do you, deputy. All right, so you know, we'll go back to the office, and I'll, I'll, I'll pull out a bottle of the good stuff for him. Like, Here, this is for you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Wait, it's, like, it, it's three days to my wedding, and, and I, I forgot one important detail. <laughs> Ross starts looking nervous. <laughs> well, you know how my my, my my dad has been murdered, killed, murdered by the yeah. So he's not alive anymore. <laughs> let me let me restrike that. Well, you... <laughs> this is so, canon. This is canon. People canon. die when they are killed. Yeah. <laughs> well. You know how my dad has died recently, and and you know it's proper for someone to to give give the bride away. And I really don't have anyone else that I think could handle that, uh, except for you, maybe Ross. 
Uh, Would you do me that honor? What 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 exactly do I gotta do? I I ain't never been no wedding before. You just gotta walk me down the aisle. All right, that sounds simple and enough. And then then hand me off to Jonathan. And yeah, you ain't never seen a wedding before. <laughs> no. Hmm. It's all right. I, I spent a lot of time on the trail when when I was cane. I'm still Kane, really. This this is this whole sheriff business ain't gonna last forever. Well, could in your case. No, no. <laughs> God help me, no. I I can retire eventually when people start nosing that I ain't either. I ain't aging or I'm looking deader than normal. But yes, I. I I would be honored. Thank you, Daisy. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, kind of tips his hat and... Uh, actually, no, he's probably... I'm assuming you're, like, back at... You walked back to your house or something. Uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't think you went into the sheriff's office, because that's where uh, Rachel oh, and okay. Naomi are. Yeah, we went to some place, yeah. Okay. So he's like, well, let's, let's, let's bust open this bottle, and, you know, you can enjoy it. Well, all right, well... It just all tastes the same to me, but I appreciate the thought nonetheless. That's it's it's the gift. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you know, you share a couple of shots. Uh, all right, so at long last, we pull away from that and we find Wynon Beardslay standing outside the claim where he has just overheard a plot to pretty much blow up the whole town, but mostly to blow up Daisy and her friends. Uh, I think Wynon's first thought is he needs to make sure that this is in fact a rogue agent and that this isn't an agency plot to basically purge the town <laughs> so he needs to find a um, telegraph okay. to contact the agency with code I'm going to say the nearest telegram telegraph office is probably in Medford okay so uh, he will uh, try to find a carriage to get him to Medford as soon as okay. possible you do also have a horse oh yeah Buck he'll ride Buck <laughs> for whom you paid way too much money uh, he paid some good money for that horse. He did. He is a good horse, though. Uh, you saddle up Buck, and you you uh, do you just ride into town? Or are you you know trying to push Buck to get there as fast as possible? You know what what's what's uh, on state of mind right now? What's his demeanor? I think he's rushing more than usual. This uh, definitely unsettles him because he's considering all the angles in his mind. You know, is is the agency? Does the agency want this to go happen? Is, you know, has the agency allowed the cleaner crew to work with like bandits and criminals in order to like have they decide that that's better than the alternative? It certainly wouldn't be the first time you would know. Mm-hmm. So I think he's pushing Buck as hard as he can. He's not an especially accomplished rider. Okay, go ahead and give me a riding roll. Yes, he te- he's terrible at this. Do you have it as a skill? No. <laughs> yeah, so he fails. 
doesn't get a is double this, one. It's not a double one? No, not a double okay, one. Okay, alright. Saw that one on the D4. is like, uh-oh. Yeah, so, you know, having barely ridden this horse, he he's pushing it too hard, being too risky, and... And, uh... I think you, uh, you, you, you biff it. You're, you're pushing Buck too hard, and you're almost to town, and he, and Buck finally decides, you know what, fuck this guy, and he just comes, stops short, plants his, uh, his, his hooves hard, and you go flying over him and land in the muck. Hmm. I should have known. And then he plods up to you and licks your face. Uh, he his hand shakes for a second as he controls his urge to punch the horse in the mouth. <laughs> he he uh, grabs a hold of the reins and, and gets ready to hoist himself back up. Okay, you you hoist yourself back up and you get into uh, Medford. Uh, your clothes are stained. Uh, you'll have to get them laundered, but uh, you know other other than that, slightly largely embarrassing mishap. No one saw it. Uh, yeah. It was kind of on the edge of town. Some people saw it. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're just getting up to the telegram office, and there's a little sign there that says, Closed. Um, I think to Wynon briefly considers waiting, and, and this is not something that he can wait on. He needs to break in there. Okay. It's a discreet telegram. Um, so uh, what does the office look like? Uh, it's probably adjoined to the train station. Um, it's just, it looks like it's a large, it's a one room kind of office. There's uh, a, the equipment in the there's like a a bar sort of sort of thing, um, and then behind that is uh, like a bar counter kind of thing. I'm, I'm hopping around here, um, and behind that is all like the telegram equipment and a switchboard, so it can be sent either, you know down down the the line south or up the line north or whatever however i don't know how telegrams work there's a beepy <laughs> is there just one door into it there is a back door okay he's gonna head around to the back door and uh, kind of try to discreetly use his auto key to get this door open okay go ahead and roll a stealth so simple all right got a five you get a five on your stealth uh, so you're reasonably certain no one saw you uh, as you come up to the back door to the telegram office and you use your auto key to just pick the lock. Uh, so it comes as something of a surprise when you open the door and start to step in and find yourself staring down the barrel of a Gatling pistol. Is uh, this the restroom? Agent Quake, you're better than this. And uh, the woman that steps into the light uh, is uh, this woman in a, a classic agent black trench coat, got uh, brown hair with some streaks of gray in there. Kind of looks like Sigourney Weaver. New uh, shoes gonna be important. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have a Sigourney Weaver reference and not make her important. Right. Uh, give me a common knowledge roll there. I'm gonna give you a plus two to it because you really should know who this person is. Raise. Yeah, you definitely know who this person is. Um, this is 
uh, Agent Aura Page, uh, the director of operations on the West Coast for the agency, often referred to simply as the director. Wynon, um, straight-faced, uh, staring down the barrel of his gun, says, May I enter and debrief, or would you rather scatter my brains to the winds? That depends. You still with us, Mr. Beardslang? I swore my oaths. All right, come on in. She kind of pull, pulls her, her pistol up so it's not pointed at your face, kind of lets the barrel spin down, and then holsters it. Uh, he comes in and uh, quietly shuts the door behind him and uh, looks at her and kind of motions to a chair that is sitting next to it as though he's going to like push it and jam it underneath the door. That's when you hear a muffled... And you kind of turn you see that the telegram guy has been bound and gagged and kind of shoved into a corner. Should we perhaps give him a nap? I'll take care of it when we're done. Very well. You asked if I was loyal. Is there a reason you think I'm not? There's every reason to think you're not. Hold out your hand, if you would. He holds out his right hand. She uh, draws a knife and... uh, Grab, grabs your, your arm by the wrist and before you can really pull away or react, she drags it across your palm. Ugh. And then she like squeezes so that way uh, blood wells up from the wound. Well, you're still bleeding red, so that's a good sign. What were you afraid I was bleeding? He, he kind of uh, takes his hand and covers the wound. She, she sheaves her knife and says, I specialize in shapeshifters. Russians. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Specifically, monsters known as skinwalkers. And she reaches into her jacket and pulls out what looks like a bundle of, of photographs and tosses them to you. Mind, mind you, don't get any blood on those, please. Uh, he takes a look at the photographs. Are they not the same creature that we fought on the um, Pirates Airliner? No, that was a doppelganger. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. These are different than the creature I am familiar with. It... Yes, I, I read your report on it. It was very illuminating. Oh, their skin flaps. Hmm. So the pictures you see are not, uh, like, of creatures or anything oh. like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what skinwalkers look like. Uh, you'll find out. Maybe. Or you'll die. Okay. Uh, so there's five photographs. Um, each one is of uh, a different body. Uh, four of those bodies have, are, are, have clearly been flayed alive and left to die. They're, they're skin ripped from their bodies. Um, the expressions on their their bare faces are just absolute pure agony. Go ahead and roll notice at negative four. 
Uh, simple success. All right. Actually, on it. both dice. Yeah, wow. That was impressive. So, despite their lack of facial features or skin or hair or anything like that, you recognize them. Xanadu, November, Romeo, whoever the fourth person was. And then the fifth photo is an unrecognizable pile of meat, disemboweled and dismembered. These were found in Shan Fan. Do we know when they were killed? Shortly after they were deployed at your request. Interesting. Now I know you had just been in Shan Fan, hence my concern as to your actual identity. Whatever those things are, they were competent soldiers, they followed orders. They retain some of their victims' memories and skills, allows them to pass. And code words? They can retain some of those too. Then I can understand your paranoia. Is there a way I can assure you that I am not one of these creatures? Besides the blood? Is there a way? Um... Actually, probably she... You don't know too much about uh, the director other than just, like, um, her title, her her role in the agency. But, like, you don't know too much personal. She starts grilling you about very personal details of your life. Stuff that's, like, classified. Okay. And then, you know, kind of, you know, asking you these questions. And then finally, finally she sums up with, like... What is your name, Agent? It's Herod Graves. Alright, I'm satisfied you're not one of them. I don't suppose you'd be willing to perform the same test on yourself with the knife? Glad you asked. She holds up her hand. She draws. Actually, she's just like, care to do the honors? Go ahead. Alright, she draws her knife and she drags it across her palm, uh, gets a good cut, and then, you know, kind of squeezes her hand so it bleeds and you see that she's got normal-looking blood. I was about to contact the agency. That's why I came in here. I was going to file a, a code rodent and see if perhaps the agency had ordered November, who I saw talking with some mysterious figure in a bar, not two hours ago uh, into some sort of violent action. I believe they're plotting to blow up the town. Not sure of the details, but I think we have a couple of days. The agency has not authorized any sort of cleansing action here. Good. Good. We'll have to investigate this uh, blowing up the town stuff. But uh, I am here to aid and support you, Agent Quake. What way will you aid me, Director? Well, I know these things rather well. I've hunted them. There's only one that slipped away from me, but... Uh, word, word came to me that uh, a few friends of mine got it. 
Arizona. So we know there are at least three of them, perhaps more. Four. Four. Excuse me. Um, a little tense. Allow me to catch my breath for a moment. You seem shaken, Agent. Uh, in the interest of disclosure, I have uh, family here. She blinks. You have family here. Yes. That seems a rather strange coincidence. An inconvenient coincidence. Indeed. Are you compromised, Agent? No. Alright. Well then... Surprise me at the situation. I want all the details. So they arrived, and kind of goes into um, when they showed up, uh, the fact that they assisted in taking out this bandit gang and were following orders and seemed like they, you know, were acting like perhaps overzealous agents. Um, and that he had heard November, one, the female agent, discussing something about blowing the town up in the restaurant. <laughs> Whatever it was called. Was that the claim? The claim. I believe the plot here is to kill the mayor in a few days' time. You see, he's uh, marrying a certain scientist, mercenary, conspiracy theorist. A conspiracy theorist? Her name is Gilmore. Daisy Gilmore. Ah. Uh. The same Gilmore you dealt with in Salt Lake City. Yes. My impression of her was that she was gullible, easy to control, but she has proven to be a bit of a live wire, I'm sorry to say. Ah. Do you think she is reliable enough to inform of this situation? I have seen her slay more men and creatures than I care to recount. She is certainly formidable. Very well. Perhaps you should gather whomever you think will be able to assist us on this, who may be involved, and we can plan and strategize from there. I will get on it immediately, since I feel that our time may be short. Shorter than we would hope. It is indeed. I will do some looking around here. Where where can we meet that would be secure? I can't brain burn every fool we come across. The most secure place in town would be the sheriff's office in Medford. Sheriff Ross there keeps a, we'll call it a tight ship, shift. That will do for now. Then I will see you at the sheriff's office as soon as possible. One hour's time. One hour. And now we've got to deal with you. And she turns towards the telegram guy who's just like, mm -hmm. and you see her pulling out a, a familiar device, a memonymizer. Director, remember to blink. 
Don't worry, I know how to use this thing. He he uh, gives a wry smile and closes the door behind him as he leaves. Like a flat. There's a pop like those old old time uh, cameras and a flash. All right, yeah. So where do you go from there? Um, I am in Medford near the rail station. Haru. He's got to be nearby. <laughs> All right. Haru, you're uh, you're you're standing there. You know, leaning against this light post, you've, you've been kind of just there for the last couple of minutes, mulling over uh, what you just saw, um, and also keeping an eye on everyone, and, and, and you you hear in the back of your mind, blink, Haro, blink. Maybe maybe fake a breath. There, there, there you go, yep. Nope, don't, don't inhale your pap so deeply. Why do I have to keep doing all this? I'm the demon. I'm supposed to be the one bad at at passing and civilization and all that. You're too much today. I'm too much every day. That's my job. Actually, no, that's not even my job. I'm bad at my job. I'm supposed to be, like, terrible and evil and shit. Murder? We're gonna murder someone? All right, that's, that's uh, I've done. I've done it. I said it. <laughs> he's, he's doing the spiritual equivalent of shuffling papers around at work. You go to the the train station. You see Haru leaning on like a light post, something, looking exhausted. <laughs> Mister Matsuhara. What is it, Wainan? Tell him I said hello. Not in public. Mr. Matsuhara, ordinarily your talking to yourself does not bother me, but I need you to stand up and come over here and listen. Oh, this must be important. I feel like Haru actually does, like, look over at where, like, he has manifested himself like occasionally and he's like and people are like there's nothing there dude what's going on Haru <laughs> yes I'm coming yeah, he's he's pretty impatient today I mean he's always you know kind of got a stick stuck up his butt but something, something someone put a bee in his bonnet for sure what, what do is- you think it's about <laughs> what is it why not your friend Gilmore is in danger. Uh-oh. The kind of things we do, we always are. This is the kind where she won't see it coming. There's some sort of plot to make the wedding a real bang. I think that was a pun. Or a euphemism. I'm not sure of the difference, really. Oh, God. It's more it's like his his brand of villainy is to just be annoying. Haru, your eyes are glazing over. Are you listening? I'm listening. I just have an itch that just won't go away. Oh, is that what we're calling it now? I don't particularly care for that euphemism. That sounds dirty. I need you to believe me. I need you to treat this as credible, and I need you to gather the others. So that we can plan a counterattack. Everybody else is up in Jacksonville, so shall we go? Immediately. 
Then we will need to return back here and visit the sheriff's office. Sheriff's office is in Jacksonville. I'm sorry, I've forgotten the layout of the land <laughs> completely. It's it's like I've been away for a long, long time. <laughs> I don't know where anything is anymore. I'm panicking. I'm panicking, Haru. <laughs> you better like. I don't know, pat him on the shoulder or something to calm him down. Maybe maybe there's a paper bag you can give him. It's okay. Let's go to Jacksonville. Oh, your hand is so cold. It's like an ice pack. Well, that's that's cuz yeah. that's cuz he's dead. You can't hear me. So uh, By the way, Haru, you're dead. <laughs> Let's go meet up with Daisy and Rachel up in Jacksonville. Yes, p- please please lead the way. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and BattleBards. Music by the Eaglestone Collective. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. As always, thank you for joining us for this episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen, and don't hesitate to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, at rvrpodcast on Twitter, or join us on our Discord server. We'd love to hear from y'all. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.